This episode is brought to you in part by Care Of. What is Care Of? They are a new kind of vitamin and supplement company. They make healthy living easier with personalized vitamin packs tailored to exactly your body's needs. Being healthier and feeling your best is probably one of your intentions and one of your goals, and Care Of helps you to do that. It makes it easy for you by taking the guesswork out of choosing the right vitamins for your body. It makes getting all of the nutrients you need to keep you doing the activities you love easy. Vitamins can help fill important gaps that your body may be missing from your diet or give you that extra boost where you need it. All you do is you take a fun, quick quiz on their website. It's really great. It's really easy. They ask you questions about your diet or lifestyle, how much you sleep, how much you poop. And from there, they use your answers to curate a personalized vitamin pack just for you. It's very cute. It says your name. And just in minutes, you have the recommendations based on clinical research and traditional medicine with input from doctors and nutritionists. I love care of, I use them every single day and they deliver to you a subscription with exactly the supplements you need. They're great for travel. They have vegan and vegetarian supplement options for their capsules and there's prenatal, postnatal needs, whatever you need, they've got it. If you want to get 50% off your order, you just go to takecareof.com and enter the code Katie at checkout. That's K-A-T-I-E, my name, at checkout for 50% off. Thank you, care of. This week's episode is also brought to you by one of my favorite companies in the world, Juice Beauty. They are my favorite makeup line, one of my favorite skincare lines. I am obsessed with them. I had their founder, Karen, on the podcast a while ago. Go back and listen to that episode. She believes that women shouldn't have to choose between their beauty and their health. And so in the products that she makes, she makes sure that no matter what the product is, from a makeup product to a skincare product, it's actually benefiting your health and your well-being and your skin. They offer luxurious, high-performance skincare and vibrant plant-pigmented makeup made from antioxidant-rich, good-for-you, certified organic ingredients that they source from farms. I love their stuff, you guys. I use their green apple cleanser every single night to wash my face. I use their makeup, all of it. I love their primer. I love their, oh, what do I love? I love all of their lip products. I use their eyeliner every single day. I use their powder. I just, I can't get enough of it. Their makeup looks good on your skin and it actually feeds and nourishes your skin. Like I said, love the founder, Karen, and also she teamed up with Gwyneth Paltrow, name drop, who happens to be Juice Beauty's creative director of makeup. Anyway, I love their stuff. Check it out. We're actually doing a giveaway with them, so feel free to sign up for the giveaway. If you want to check them out, go to juicebeauty.com slash let it out for 15% off your order. That's juicebeauty.com slash let it out for 15% off. No code needed. Thank you, Juice Beauty. Thank you, Care of. And now, on to the show. Katie, Katie, let it out. podcast you are listening to let it out with me i'm your host katie dilbout and each week i talk to fascinating creative people 
who I want to get to know more, and I do in these really long-form, beautiful conversations where I ask them everything about their current work and what they're doing, their past, how they got to where they are, where they're going, what's present for them, what's inspiring them, what media they like right now, and we just, we have a great time. And I love this podcast so much. I say this every week, but it's my favorite thing I've ever done. I get to meet so many cool people through the guests I have on the show, through the people who listen to the show. Anyway, welcome if you're new. That's what we do here. If you want to know more about the podcast, look it into the archives. There's over 200 episodes in there. And also we have a listener Facebook group where you can connect with other people who listen to the podcast, talk about the episodes, talk about whatever you want to talk about. I also wrote a book called Let It Out that came out, oh my gosh, almost two years ago now. Anyway, it's a book about journaling, 55 journaling exercises. So that's just a bit about the podcast if you're new. Today on the episode, we have two guests, not one, two. I have the founders of Saqqara Life, Danielle and Whitney, on the podcast. And Saqqara Life is this organic, plant-based meal delivery service that started in New York City, and now they ship all over the country in all 48 continental U.S. states. You'll hear all about it and how it was founded, but here are the things I love most about it. I love the founders, Danielle and Whitney, and that they're best friends. They are probably some of the kindest people that I've met. We recorded this conversation a couple months ago, just before the holiday, in Danielle's beautiful apartment in New York City. I get a lot of requests now from publicists about people who they want to come on the podcast, which is so wonderful. And I... I take them with a lot of discernment, you know, they, since there's so many coming in, I really want to have people on who I am very excited to interview and I know their work. So this one was kind of the best of both worlds because their publicist reached out and I was like, they were like, do you know who Sakara Life is? And I was like, yes, I love them. And I love them because before I even knew about their food and them, I loved their aesthetic. I love the way that their web design looks and their graphic design. You could just tell that they put a lot of thought into everything they put out into the world. And this episode did not disappoint. I really enjoyed them. And we talk about entrepreneurship. We talk about bodies and body image, friendship. We kind of get all over the place. I hope you like this episode. I want to get to it as quickly as possible, but a couple exciting announcements. First of all, very excited to announce that if you are listening to this today, the day it comes out, Wednesday, January 24th, I am doing a live event tonight in the West Village at 7 p.m. at Cap Beauty. It's a natural beauty store that has everything I love. I go in there and I spend a lot of money because there's they've got it all, you guys. They got all of the beauty brands that we love that we talk about on the show and really great snacks and books. They have my book now and they do organic facials. It's one of my favorite places in the city and we're going to just have a cozy night and talk about remixing our resolutions and goal setting and journaling and creativity and I think it should be a really fun time. So please come if you're available tonight. It's free. It's at 7 in the West Village. I hope to see you there. And just a couple more quick announcements. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you've been listening for a while, I'm doing something different, which maybe you noticed, of having the advertisements, the sponsors, if you will, at the very beginning before my intro. So that's what's going on with that. 
And there's a lot of change coming up on the podcast. I think I mentioned this last week, but I have a couple more episodes coming out. And then towards the end of February, early March, I'm going to go on a break for just a little bit, just three weeks. And I'm going to come back a new woman and a new podcast. Actually, my boyfriend and I are going to Sedona in March, which was inspired by this interview. I've never been. Are you there? Have you been? Tell me everything. We just want to go hiking and be warm and cozy somewhere. So we're picking Sedona because I was inspired after this interview. My good friend and friend of the podcast, Jessica Renan, made something really great. It is a website. It's a course all about endometriosis. It's called Know Your Endo. And if you know anyone who struggles with painful periods or irregular periods or someone with endometriosis, please send them to this because it's such a great resource. And I know for a fact, because Jess is my friend, that she spent so much time and energy and love and care went into this beautiful course. And I say beautiful because, again, like Sakara in that way, the design, the user-friendly ability of this course is really just on point. I think you guys will love it. If you want to get the early bird pricing, you still can, which is $150. And starting on January 28th, the price is going to go up to $199. So there's a link created that you can go to. It's bit.ly slash your endo. That's Y-O-U-R e-n-d-o and the program starts on february 7th so check it out use the link in the show notes that lets jess know that i sent you but it's a five-week program with audio sessions and printable resource pages access to a live community page and a q a with jess herself wellness expert interviews bonus recipes endo-friendly brand discounts anyway it's it's gonna be great and i love her so much and i just really think that this could help a lot of people and i wanted to share it with you guys speaking of courses another course that always does really well and you guys always want to know about is this course called vaginal kung fu with another previous podcast guest named kemanami and she talks about jade egg work and strengthening your pelvic floor muscles and learning more about sex and your vagina and your body. So these courses are both kind of similar in that they are for women. And I don't know. I just think that I I did that course. My producer Amanda did that course and I learned a lot. So if that's something that you're interested in or you have someone you know that might be interested in that, the link to Kimonami's course, Vaginal Kung Fu, is also in the show notes. So don't forget to check out those two links and enjoy my conversation with the founders of Sakara Life, Whitney and Danielle. I love all your plans. I love how it's decorated. I feel so cozy and good right now. Yeah, it's got good energy. Beautiful. Our disco ball. Disco ball, yeah. Where did you get that? My friend, one of my, one of our friends is an interior designer, and he did our office, and he doesn't do, like, personal interiors, and I begged him, um, oh, really? so he agreed, and I was like, we'll get press, and he's like, oh, okay, fine, um, and he made that. That's amazing. Beautiful. <laughs> he actually made it, I don't know, he, but it was originally for Kate Spade, um, and then it was just like a pop-up, so he took it home, and he's like, this is perfect for your pig. That's so cool. 
you know, make these. I, like, knew what I wanted, but I didn't know how to, like, I'm not an interior designer. I'm, like, I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know how to make Make it happen. happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. What's been on my mind recently? So many things. Mm -hmm. One thing that we've both been talking about is that, you know, when we started Sakara, it was with this huge mission to help as many people as we could feel the transformational effects of food as medicine. Mm -hmm. And we've impacted thousands of lives, but I think with every new client, we realize that there are millions of clients to go get and millions of people that, you know, want to feel a little better or are having issues with infertility or digestion or autoimmune issues or depression and acne. Acne, yeah, weight gain. And we feel like we're sort of this light at the end of the tunnel for people and that we've helped so many, but there's still so many to go out and get. So really trying to take this world view of who are the people that haven't heard about us or don't necessarily understand what we are and how do we communicate in a new way that helps a new demographic or a new type of person understand what Sakara is and what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our business is a very operationally complex business. A lot of logistics. We're shipping fresh food, all organic, so it doesn't have the longest shelf life. Yeah, it has to be really taken care of, well taken care of, you know, keeping a cold chain all throughout the process so that it stays fresh from the farm to our kitchen to your house. And it's taken a lot of attention and care from us. And so we've really focused on providing the service to people of these nutritionally designed meals delivered straight to their door. Um, but it has taken so much focus from us that I feel like the focus went to the meals and now it's time to refocus back to our original purpose and our original mission, which is to help as many people as possible feel the transformation of food, understand the power of food as medicine. And so, you know, we've started launching new products like we have our chocolate chip cardamom cookies here. Yum. Oh my gosh. You know, even just making the smallest little healthy swaps in your life can make such a big difference. And so, you know, we we have these are a new product. We have our plant-based protein bars, which come in energy and detox, which are amazing. And even if you're just switching out your unhealthy snack bar for our protein bars, you're going to feel a difference in your body. And so just trying to open up, expand what we're doing so that we can help more people feel that transformation and live a healthier, happier life. Yeah. I think what's interesting, being someone who is from the Midwest and there are areas of this country, not where we are now and not on the other coast, but where there are food deserts and people don't even, not only not have access to something as beautiful and aesthetically wonderful, which I want to talk about as Saqqara, but even access to organic food or Mm -hmm. there's a, you know, cost barrier. I think what you're saying about education and about just understanding and making it fun and attainable and wanting to be part of it. I think that's what, you know, I found out about you guys years ago through my mentor and friend, Gabby Bernstein. Mm -hmm. And I was, and I somehow was on your site and then I should have told you guys this when I walked in. And then 
someone wrote an article for your magazine and featured my podcast as like top podcast. Was it you, Emily, or someone? No. Um, no. It, yeah, it was like top wellness podcast. This was like in 2015 or something. Uh-huh. And so I was so honored because I l- always loved your aesthetic, which is what really drew me in. Mm-hmm. And and I, I guess I was good, I wrote that down to talk about later, but I guess we can talk about that right now. Yeah, you know, I was going to say think, it's all part of it. Yeah. yeah. Can you talk about that? I mean, it's something yeah. that any, there's a lot of wellness brands and there's a lot more than there were, you know, mm-hmm. five years ago or, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years ago for sure, but you guys really stand out aesthetically. Can you talk about that? Well, I think to your earlier point, which is there's a lot of people that don't get to ne- don't necessarily have the access that we have yeah. here on the coast. Um, we launched nation our nationwide delivery, so we deliver to all 48 continental states now, um, which was a really so exciting yeah. moment. It's going on. We're going to go on two years, mm-hmm. which is crazy. in January. Um, and we've always talk about a huge operation. Like I can't yeah, even get my mind. Yeah, I don't know how it's you're a lot of work. Yeah. It's a labor very, of love. It's very complex. Sometimes we joke. We're like, why didn't we just start a sweater company? <laughs> <laughs> All you do is put a sweater in a box. Like, obviously, no company is easy, but ours is, I think, one of the hardest that you could ever yeah. possibly do. Um, but we've always known whether it's New York or LA or you know, Oklahoma, that what our job is to seduce you into wanting to take Mm -hmm. care of yourself. That especially women, we tend to prioritize ourselves last. You know, we're the caretakers, the mothers, uh, and we tend to put ourselves second, third, fourth, fifth. And our job at Saqqara is not just to not just to educate you on what it means to live like a well life, a healthy life, but to really educate you on the why. Because if you feel inspired to eat this way, mm-hmm. if you know the root reason of why you've decided to make this change, that's what keeps you going. And that was really important to me because, you know, I was a yo-yo dieter. I tried every diet under the sun and I ended up, you know, hating my body and not having a healthy relationship to food. And when I started Sakara, it was because we had transformed our own lives by eating this way. And it never felt like a diet to me. And I really wanted to make sure it never felt like a diet to any of our clients. And I think one of the big um, key pieces to that is making sure we're seducing you into this sort of well life of what it means to take care of yourself and really getting in touch with that why. Like why, what is your, and it's different for everyone, Mm -hmm. what is your reason for making this change? And so that really plays into the aesthetics, which are kind of like this lure into this lifestyle. Yeah, Eating healthy every day isn't easy at all. And, you know, it's easier to go after a bowl of French fries than some kale and vegetables. Um, And so I think we try to make it fun for people to eat healthy. We try to make it as delicious as possible. We work with amazing chefs from all around the world. But, you know, the packaging and the language that we use and the imagery is all to keep you excited about what you're eating so that you'll take better care of yourself. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I think that it also helps to attract some people that might not necessarily be attracted to eating this way. <clears throat> um, fewer than 5% of our clients are actually vegan, and we're not vegan, we're plant-based. We focus our diet around plants, but that doesn't mean that 
when we have cravings for something else that we'll lean into those cravings, that it's about getting your body to a place where you're able to listen to what feels good and what feels right and feel when you're falling out of balance and that's okay because yeah. you know your way to get back to balance. Um, but I have a lot of family in the middle of the country too, um, down in the south. I come from a family of farmers. My grandmother has seven, she's the oldest of eight children. She has wow. seven younger brothers and most of them are farmers and their kids are farmers. And yet there, when I go to visit them, there is nothing to eat. And you have to drive over an hour from my grandparents' house to get anything organic. And it is a bit of a food desert out yeah. there in this farmland. Um, and so, and if they, I feel like if we can get enough interest from making things fun and interesting and seducing you into at least being interested in maybe looking at our Instagram, maybe reading some articles on the S-Life mag, then they'll start to have a stronger interest and desire for organic. And then maybe their grocery stores or local grocery stores will need to place some orders for organic. Or maybe farmers will start mm -hmm. to want to grow more organic. And it can help shift the conversation and the way that people live in communities all across the country. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's such a good point and it seems like it can seem like the work that we're doing or that you're doing here and what started here now can be shift everywhere but I think the what you were saying about seducing people into it that the more people I'm hashing out this thought but yeah. it's basically like voting with our dollar and mm -hmm. the more people we have interested in it and excited about it even if it's just on the coast the more that will infiltrate and then the more that brings down the cost everywhere else exactly. so it's like yeah. you know you just the start where you demand. are exactly yeah, and it's not easy because you know if you think about what it means to have a well-made like let's say cashmere sweater versus a synthetic sweater you can look at it and feel the difference like the moment you see it. Yeah. But it's really hard for me to explain to you the difference mm. between organic broccoli and conventional broccoli when you're just looking at it. Right. And that difference I find really interesting and it's really easy to forget like when you're in the moment and you're hungry that organic and, you know, high quality plants are a really important choice because you don't see the difference. You know, right. it takes meals, it takes days, maybe even weeks and months for you to feel uh, the the shift yeah. because it's, it's subtle, subtle, but unfortunately it's subtle, but it's fast. Yeah. And I think people, it's, it's too easy to forget the impact of your choices when you can't see them right in the moment. Yeah. It's like watching a, a kid that you haven't seen in a while grow up. Mm -hmm. first someone who's like you're with all the time yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I I talk about that a lot it's like if I could just show you the difference between this piece of kale that's like conventional and this organic kale if I could show you like molecularly what the difference is I wish I could but like nobody would really care <laughs> They'd be like yeah. that doesn't make sense to me and so we a lot of our education is talking about overall what are the impacts when you choose organic versus versus conventional on your day-to-day -day life, on your day-to-day -day health, on your day-to-day -day happiness. How you feel. It's the difference between feeling bloated or feeling like your clothes fit. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's but it's the, different for everyone. Yeah, it it shows up in different ways, and we we sometimes talk about how different people have different soft spots. I don't know an, a different way to put that, but just little spots where that it's like your check engine light it's when like you're weak places, yeah, yeah, it's your weak places. It's when uh, you're overstressed or and your immune system is down. Where does that first show up in you? Mm. Um, you know, for me, it's definitely in my skin. It's in you know female hormonal ways. Um, for Danielle, it was definitely digestive and bloat, yeah, and bloat in your throat. In my throat, yeah. And um, <laughs> and for other people, it might be sinuses or um, headaches or fatigue. Yeah, yeah. It can be or under eye circles, puffiness. Mm-hmm. It can be so many different things. Yeah. And food, what you put into your body, has an effect on all of that. Um, it starts with your gut bacteria, with your microbiome, which is your immune system and so if you're not giving that what it needs to stay strong and healthy then it becomes weak and that's when those little when your soft spots start to show up yeah I love that about about soft spots I want to get back to that but I first want to go all the way back and loop people in who may not be familiar with you two and Sakara and I want to start with you guys and how you grew up so you both grew up in Sedona, mm-hmm. and how did you be? What was what was growing up like for each of you? <laughs> what was your childhood like? Yeah, well, so my childhood was interesting. Um, my parents were both hippies and business people, entrepreneurs at the same time, um, and I went to alternative schools growing up. Um, we didn't have PE class. We had like Tai Chi or yoga. Cool. And it was very unusual. And my mom was the type that would make me those peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with the, she would grind her own peanut butter oh, and be on the bread cool. with all the like twigs and berries sticking <laughs> out of it. And, you know, I'd always say like, mom, can't I just have the white bread? Can't I just the have Wonder the, bread. yeah, that Wonder Bread that everybody else is eating? But no, we didn't get that. Um, and, you know, now I look back and I'm so happy and so thankful for everything yeah. that I was taught and how I was raised but at the time I didn't you know yeah I didn't understand anything about it but um I switched schools to go um when I was in eighth grade and I was the new girl in school and uh in my first period math class there was a girl sitting in front of me and she leaned back over her chair this <laughs> and she said hi I'm Danielle oh my gosh and I think you Wait, borrowed what grade? like a pencil yeah. or something and they right said, Do this you have is a fifth grade eighth grade eighth grade yep oh my gosh and yep and I borrowed a pen from her and then we were friends Oh my gosh! Were you new to the school? So we're like twelve yeah. years, not 12 years older. Yeah, it was. She was the new girl. She just switched schools. You were the new girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. in that school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my childhood was different. <laughs> my mom was like a pastry chef. Oh. Wow. Um, and we moved to Sedona when I was very young um, because my grandparents retired there. But so my mom didn't really move there because she wanted to be some hippie. You know, so I didn't really have a lot of that in the house, but it was all around me in Sedona. 
like you know there was a grocery store there where they had their own farm and cool. all the cheese and milk was raw and you know you it was just you were seeped in this culture that you know now I understand how special that was but yeah there were raw foodists, there were, you know, people in cults, there were, um, there was a guy that ate sunshine, there was just like a whole variety of characters, and at such a young age it really opened my mind and my heart, because, you know, you, you let people be different, Mm -hmm. because that's what you've always known, um, and so it was a very special upbringing, and you, there was this cohesive and sort of shared understanding of the mind-body-food connection, um, like that it just was kind of this truth that existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really, you know, a, a key piece in how we created Sakara was like, it was just in us. Yeah. And this understanding of how healing mother nature can be mm-hmm. and that for every ailment, for every problem on the planet, there's also the solution. There's also the antidote. And that people were coming from all around the world to Sedona in search, in search of healing. And so we got to learn about all of the different modalities that they were going through for healing. Everything from food and superfoods and herbs and um, flower essences to Reiki healing and... Sunshine eating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All these different types of things. I want to go. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. It's it's different. It's life changing. Are your family still there? Mm-hmm. Do you we, get, how often do you guys go back? We go back a lot. Like a handful of times a year. Um, it's interesting. My mom. It's like, you know, uh, it, I live such a different life than I think she's ever known. So she's super proud, and she like she was just in New York, and she loves kind of like touching down in my life and being a part of it. But um, there's a lot that I just we don't ever really speak to like the ins and outs of like the complexities of business and all these things because it's not. um, I just don't think that's ever something she's lived. Um, But she loves like sending us recipes and like, Mm -hmm. why don't you try this or why don't you try that? Mm -hmm. So she loves being a part of like the culinary side, which they're, I mean, they're so proud. We always joke. My grandfather actually still lives in Sedona and he's 90. He just turned 99. Oh my God. (laughs) And was it this year or last year? We were on the cover of Sedona magazine. Oh my gosh. Congrats. January? This year. Yeah, it might have been this year. March this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, earlier this year, and I always joke because I always, like, clip out all of our press stuff. Not all of it because we've been blessed to get a lot over the past few years. But um, You sent him the Wall Street Journal. I sent him, like, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, like, Vogue. I sent him, you know, some of the ones, like, especially the ones that are really just about us and features. And I joke, I'm like, I sent him Sedona Magazine, and it's like... It's the biggest deal to him. I'm yeah. like, what about Wall Street Journal, Grandpa? He's like, no, Sedona Magazine was by far and away the thing that got him the most excited. So oh, my funny. gosh. And that picture. Oh, my gosh. Bless. This, that might be one of those things that we're like, can you just remove that from this podcast? Just <laughs> it's quite no, the funny that, picture. It's a funny picture. Okay, I'm going to have to like, see it. It's almost we'll like we turn into, into little girls again, like our yeah. little girl selves Aww. in that photo. It's yeah. cute. I bet it's adorable. There cannot be a bad photo of you two. Like, um, that's the... <laughs> I can prove you wrong. Yeah. I just don't want to give you too many clues because it's exactly. Googleable. Yeah. 
<laughs> Don't need to tell you where those are. We tried to bury them. Yeah. So what happened after that? So you guys, you exchange the pencil, you become friends, and yeah. then through high school, do you stay close? Yeah, yeah we were best friends through high school. For we sure. played volleyball together. Yeah. On student council together, things like that. Mm-hmm. So your best friends, do you? What did you both want to do after high school? Did you always know you wanted to move to New York? No, not necessarily. Danielle moved out first to go to school. Yeah, I, can't, I went to school here. Okay. I, I, I like I. I had never been to New York, but I really was like, I want to live in New York one day. Um, and my mom had been suffering from various ailments since I was a kid. Like, she was in the hospital probably at least once a year since I can remember. Um, and so I got to witness the miracle of medicine over and over and over again. And so I was a total science geek, um, you know, like, took all the AP science courses and decided that I really wanted to become a doctor. And so I moved to New York to study biochem and pre-med um, and, and was going to go and was going to go to med school and I graduated pre-med and biochem but that was when I hit my rock bottom of all my my yo-yo dieting and ended up in the hospital mm-hmm. and my aha moment was sitting there super sick with very severe digestive gut issues and pneumonia oh. and knew that I had a lot of healing to do around food and that in my entire five years of study, I had never taken one nutrition course, and as I was about to go to med school, I knew I was never going to learn about food then either, and that's when I decided to change my track, and I studied nutrition instead, mm-hmm. um, and that's when you know we both decided like it was time to take our health back into our own hands and really get back to the power of food as, as medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, growing up, I wanted to be like Susie Orman. Do you know who that is? You know yeah, Susie she's Orman? like the money lady. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's so random as a child. Well, I, would, <laughs> I would watch her on TV. My mother, you know, my mother uh, ran her own business and you know in Sedona. And, what did she do? Uh, she owned and managed, and she still does industrial and commercial properties. Okay. And you know, she's kind of like a one-woman show and just yeah. does it all. She does the accounting. She does the legal. She even just goes and sweeps the parking lot when needed, you know, anything. She does it all. And um, so she would have it on late at night when I'm getting ready for bed or something. And I remember watching it. And that's when I first learned about what Christian Louboutin shoes were. (laughs) I remember, you know, people would call into Susie Orman and they'd run through their finances to see if they could afford to buy something, a boat, get a loan on a house, you know, these types of things. And a woman called in and said that she wanted to buy this $900 pair of shoes, you know, the Christian Louboutin shoes with the red soles. And, um, you know, I just thought, who would ever spend $900 on a pair of shoes? Flash forward. Flash forward, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I just loved how direct and, and straightforward Susie was and that she was in control of her finances and she could do anything you know it was kind of a man's role this finance role but that she was strong and could do anything a man could do and that's really how my mother raised me it was like you know you can do anything a man can do go you know go do it Very cool. and so I moved out to New York to work on Wall Street 
uh, started my career at Merrill Lynch and on that path, like Susie Orman. And, but I quickly just fell out of balance in that lifestyle. Um, you know, it's just an, a large amount of stress and hours and, you know, 80 hour work weeks, go, go, go. You hardly have time to figure out what you're gonna eat for lunch. Yeah. You're making decisions all day, and so when it comes time to make a decision about what you're going to eat, you don't always make the right decision. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of peer pressure for drinking after work. You know, at 6.30, your boss says, all right, it's time to go down to the bar, and you have drinks as a team, or you take out clients, and all of that just started to catch up with me. And... I had put on a good 15, 20 pounds right off the bat working there. Um, and on top of that, my cystic acne really just got to a place where um, it was affecting my confidence levels. It was affecting, you know, how I felt in the workplace, my career, um, my love life. And it's not something that you can just cover up it, you know, I was wearing it on my face, yeah. big cystic acne all over my face, just red and painful. And um, I had tried everything out there. I bought everything off the infomercials. I bought all of the creams and gels out of the drugstores. I went to see countless dermatologists. I did the acupuncture. I tried pulling, you know, everything out of my diet. I did no nuts. I did no dairy. I did no gluten, all of these different types of things. I did lights and lasers and antibiotics, and I did Accutane, and none of it would work. And all of the dermatologists, you know, I came to see all the fancy ones in New York City thinking someone would cure me, but they all just wanted to give me another prescription to Accutane. Mm -hmm. And it's a really serious yeah, drug. Yeah, just like a really scary... It's, and I, I don't think people talk about it enough. Yeah. Because you can get it so easily... Yeah. where, you know, all you have to do is go to get your blood tested every week or every two weeks to make sure your liver isn't being destroyed yeah. and sign a contract saying that if you get pregnant, you'll have an abortion yeah. because your, your baby come comes up with, like, eight heads. With, yes, <laughs> and a gigantic forehead like an yeah. alien. And, you know, and, uh, and, oh, and you should probably be taking Prozac, too, so that you don't kill yourself along the way. <sighs> and, you know, but then you can just get your Accutane when you're 16 and still developing and you know it's really scary it is and nobody so talks about I did I did a full round and at the end it didn't work um, so you still had the acne I still had the acne was it affecting you mentally I mean I think I was just more depressed than ever yeah and you know, thinking like there was no hope and, um, you know, and I had anxiety with it all. Um, and, you know, but I, I just, I, I guess I got to a point where I was so frustrated of trying to seek the out the answer from everybody out there and nobody having the answer that the only solution was to try to figure it out myself, to take my health back into my own hands and find the solution and you know Danielle was at her breaking point at that time too 
and we both said food is the answer nature let's go back to nature let's go back to our Sedona roots and let's find healing for ourselves so were you guys as soon as you came to New York and were working in finance and you were in school did you guys get back reconnect and you know yeah. were hanging out and friends right away I, so after I graduated I was trying to figure out you know what I wanted to do um, I had an opportunity to go to LA or come to New York. Danielle was saying, you just have to come to New York. Don't worry about anything. Come move into my apartment. You can sleep in my bed. You can wear all my clothes. Don't bring anything. Like, just come. And she was like, no, but really don't bring anything because we don't have room <laughs> yeah. for anything else. No, but really. <laughs> no, but really. <laughs> and, uh, so I said, okay. And I came and I moved in with her and she was living with another girl and it tiny two-bedroom wing apartment in Soho and um, we lived there for a little while until you know I got my feet on the ground and we could move into a little bit bigger of an apartment with a family of mice oh <laughs> yeah no. all the New York things they um, were sweet they yeah. just didn't pay rent <laughs> <laughs> ate our food didn't pay rent yeah but you know we just did whatever it took to to survive and be here but, you know, and it was great because that was part of our continuing to build our friendship and partnership was part of the struggle of New York City yeah. and that we could make it through together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having that foundation of, you know, going to school together, playing volleyball together, struggling through New York City together. Bonds you. Know, and, yeah, and it, it makes it feel like no matter what we're going through, we can figure it out together. Yeah, things figure outable. Before, I want to pause with New York City and flesh that out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. When you guys were here, that was now a number of years ago, but talk about the first few years for each of you in New York City. You know, you being here first, and then when you both were here together. What did that time feel like? Do you have any New York moments? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were well, you know some of the the best parts of living here and the worst mm-hmm. parts of living here? People always say on this podcast like New York is a town of extremes. So like your <laughs> bad days are really terrible, but your good days are like euphorically <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I like the minute I got here, I just felt like I was home, and I had never been in such like a an eclectic like multicultural. It was just, it almost had this, like, Sedona-esque feel to it because there was just so much variety, and I really, I, I just really felt like home here. Um, it took me a while to find my people. Um, that's one reason I was really excited to, like, have Whitney here was, you know, I, I was studying biochem. Like, I didn't have a social yeah. life, really. <laughs> you know, there was, it was a lot of, studying it was intense intense studying because I you know was fully planning on heading to med school so you have to get a certain GPA and you have to have you know x amount of hours of interning at hospitals and working for research projects so I was really focused on that and so by the time Whitney came to New York it was like that was also kind of when I decided to switch paths and just like my whole life changes like you have family all of a sudden in New York um, so it's like I think about those first early years in New York as kind of like 
my time of like head down and study and kind of like becoming an adult like really the first time I was living alone and New York my New York college experience is not like a normal college experience like there was no like I didn't live in a dorm I lived in an apartment Mm -hmm. you know I would take like the subway to classes I wouldn't you know there's no like walking on a campus yeah um so it helps you grow up and grow up quickly and kind of get really savvy which I appreciated Did you go to school in Arizona? Mm -hmm. I did two years in Arizona and two years in Spain. Oh, cool. Yeah. Where in Spain? In Granada. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So I thought that I was just going to go there for three months for a study abroad. Uh And then once I got there, I decided I wasn't ready to leave. And I stayed two years, which is as long as you can stay on a student visa. (laughs) Um, she fell in love. Yeah, and <coughs> it was great, and great to travel and be in different culture and explore. And you know, we even have some recipes on our menu that from Spain, from oh, some of those so Spanish cool. travels. Mm-hmm. What are some of those? We had a paella for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah, superfood paella and a lentil dish. Cool. You know, lentejas. The like. Everybody loves lentils in Spain. Where did you study? (laughs) Barcelona and Madrid. Nice. Yeah. The only Spanish food I can think of is patatas bravas. Yeah. Square French fries, basically. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I remember. We have patatas bravas. Yeah, we do. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Um, But I remember when I arrived, and I was living with an 80-year-old woman, um, and she lived on the top floor of this apartment building, and in the bottom floor was this restaurant. And I, you know, I didn't know where I was going, so I just walked in, and I looked up, and the entire ceiling was filled with ham legs. You know, the jamón, oh jamón serrano, like where they're oh all this cured ham legs hanging from the ceiling, like wall to wall legs of ham with these little cups underneath to catch the drippings. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sad. Yeah. But that was, you know, one of my first Spain yeah, experiences. Welcome to Spain. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Spain. Please have some ham. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it was quite the food experience there. Yeah. You have to figure out what what you like to eat. But then they have some of the most amazing, you know, gastronomical, yeah. know, like best restaurants and best um, recipes in the whole world yeah so when you get back to after Mm -hmm. Spain when you come back is that when you came to New York Mm -hmm. and what were those first years like for you other than everything you were going through what was being in the city like did you Mm want to stay or did you think you know after going through that you might want to go somewhere else no I I feel like you come to New York when you feel like you have some sort of potential that you need to fulfill. And I feel like you don't stay in New York unless you have some sort of mission. Um, And so I knew coming to New York, there was some reason I needed to be here, something that I was supposed to be doing. And, you know, I thought it was finance, and I thought that that's why I would be here. Um, But... You know, it was really feeling that transformation in my body, discovering the power 
of food and what it can do for you um, that put me on a mission to share that information with the world. And it's that mission and seeing all of the different testimonials come through just week after week of people experiencing that in their own lives that keeps me here yeah. because it is hard. It And running a business always is challenging and it presents new challenges. As soon as you get over one challenge, just it becomes different challenges because you grow and your ability to take on bigger challenges I was just expands. having this conversation yesterday with Robin Burson. Oh, yeah. Found She's Parsley doing the Help. podcast. Oh, she is. Yeah. Amazing. She, we were just chatting last night, and uh, she was saying, it's like, it's like what it means to become a good entrepreneur is you wake up to 99 fires, you put out 32 of them, and you just learn how to be okay with you know, Ooh, well said. Dozens of fires. Like that's, it's just like part of what happens. Yeah. Like there's so many like things happening all at once that you can't possibly get them all yeah. and fix them all. And that's kind of like, you have to just be okay with it because it can start to eat away at you yeah. and like keep you up at night. And then you show up and you're not your best self at work mm-hmm. the next day. And so just figuring out, you know, like what are the fires prioritizing that you have to put out and what are the ones that are going to be okay on their own. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you end up moving to New York, Mm -hmm. you're already here and you're both kind of struggling, but you're together Mm -hmm. and your friendship is the most inspiring and best part of all of this. (laughs) When and how does Sakara, where does that seed first start well it started when I was studying nutrition and I had really decided to get back to food as medicine and Whitney had too um yeah so you know I I decided to study nutrition decided I had to get back to food as medicine and a healthy connection to food and Whitney shortly after was like I'm so sick of doctors telling me I have to do medication like what's the root cause of my acne I need to figure it out Mm -hmm. Um, and I was learning a lot of really cool things in school, you know, like the microbiome and I learned it in biochem too, like the microbiome and the importance of a healthy gut and how that six pounds of bacteria in your digestive tract is dictating everything from your hormones to your immune system, how well you sleep, your, uh, libido, everything. It just impacts everything. And yeah. And, you know, learning so much about what it meant to, have a truly healthy lifestyle. Like I just felt like everything I'd been learning for my entire life was how to lose weight. It was diets. Nothing was really looking out for my actual health. So Whitney and I thought, you know, I was learning about all this cool science. We knew so much from growing up. We had an incredible network of functional medicine doctors and healers. Let's gather all of this information and figure out how to heal ourselves. So we did. It took about a year mm-hmm. of gathering. Um, we studying and reading and testing. And we were our own guinea pigs with so many different experiments and trying. We did everything. And we tried out all of the different cleanses and diets first. Um, you know, we were doing master cleanse for days at a time. Ugh. We're doing, <laughs> yeah. We're doing. I still get nauseous just like thinking of the weird maple syrup concoction. Or like the cookie diet. 
Yeah. We don't know about that one. I don't want to. <laughs> but we were doing, you know, I thought maybe I had candida issues. And so, you know, and Danielle would jump on board with whatever cleanse I was doing. And I would jump on board with whatever cleanse she was doing. So, you know, we were eating spoonfuls of raw garlic chopped up mm-hmm. every night and spoonfuls of coconut oil and... Yeah, all sorts of weird concoctions and tonics and tinctures. (laughs) But in the end, what ended up changing our bodies and our lives was this consistent drumbeat of making sure every single day we got enough plants, enough leafy greens, enough variety, and enough nutrients in every single meal. Mm -hmm. And if we could do that in every single meal, like we knew it would be life-changing. And in about three weeks, that was when I think we both started to Mm -hmm. see and feel this crazy transformation. I had spent my entire life counting calories and always feeling like food was the enemy and less is always better. And something switched in my brain where I started to realize that food is about nourishment. And Mm -hmm. when it's about nourishment, you worry about, am I getting enough every single day? And Mm -hmm. that not only changed my relationship to my plate and my body, it also changed like how I physically looked too. Yeah. And I had been trying to focus on maybe there's just one thing I need to take out of my diet and it's going to fix my skin. But really, I needed to be focusing on what do I need to put into my diet to fix my skin? I was missing out on all of those fresh, live vegetables, all the leafy greens, greens, all the plant fiber, all the antioxidants, and the hydrating foods that I had an imbalanced gut and that that was causing my acne. So I didn't even have a skin problem. I had a gut problem. Mm-hmm. Yet no dermatologist was talking to me about what I was eating or if I was going to the bathroom every day, which I wasn't. Vital you know, sign. Which a doctor should be asking your vital right. signs. But, you know, it wasn't a piece of the conversation. And so, you know, we started to put piece all of these different parts together and just completely, it completely changed our lives. But it was a lot of work. Like, we were either in the kitchen <laughs> so or work. at the grocery store. We were like, okay, this is amazing and we feel great, but... You know, we can't do this forever, and that's really unfortunate. Yeah. And, you know, you can't just, like, go grab a prepared salad because, like, it was never organic or it was never full of enough colors or enough superfoods. Or had weird ingredients in the salad dressing. Yeah, or, like, bad oils or sugars, and I could talk about bad oils forever. Um, And so we were like, this completely changed our lives. There must be thousands if not millions of people dealing with similar issues like variations of our issues body image relationship to food acne autoimmune issues like yeah everybody needs what we just experienced it's funny as you guys were talking I was like wow the two of your stories hit every like all of those notes I'm like acne yes accutane body image yoga diets all like all of it and I'm just one person and I, I guarantee you everyone listening to this will relate to they at can least empathize one of, in yeah. some way and then the same thing with the convenience issue yeah. of like I, I you know, like I mentioned earlier I grew up in a small town when I was in college I was kind of on my own version of you know where mm-hmm. you guys were and I we didn't even have a Whole Foods back then they do now but I was 
you know, going to the nearest health food store, cooking all this stuff for me. It wasn't practical, mm-hmm. and now yeah. I can't even imagine having the time to to do that. Yeah. And it becomes controlling, and it becomes your life. And mm-hmm. I think what I love most about what you were saying about, like, wanting to add things in is so much more seductive and alluring and positive for our mental health, mm-hmm. which I think comes into play so much for our physical health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I completely interrupted you. Sorry, I was No, excited. no, it's fine. That was a great point. Um, yeah, so we thought, well, you know, we have our friends asking us, what are you guys doing? You look different. You and seem different. And even our neighbors. Yeah, neighbors. Um, and so we thought, well, we'll just deliver it to them. We'll just make it ourselves and deliver it ourselves and see how that goes. And are you guys working your other jobs at this point? I was still studying. Okay. And yeah. And I was just finishing up with some finance work. But, you know, I, I just, I needed a break. And so I decided to go do a yoga teacher training and figure out what I'm doing. And, you know, this, because it completely changed my life. And put us on this mission. We decided, you know, we have to do this. There is no other option in life for us. And it was really scary because it's like, <laughs> all we had was our kitchen and an idea and Probably a really couple bicycles. Kitchen. And we're like, oh, really yeah. small kitchen. And we're like, we have no idea if anyone is going to want the kind of transformation that we just had. Yeah. You know, you really have to sign up and be excited about changing your life. Um, which not everyone is ready for that. Yeah. So what year was this? Were there a lot of meal delivery services? Around? There were none. Wow. No. It was like 2011. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, my goodness. And, you know, we so you thought... you didn't have a model to work off of? No. Wow. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, and a lot of what we do now is really what we came up with. Like a lot of our systems, I mean, obviously they've scaled and they're better, but... You know, you learn from making mistakes. You learn from just doing it yourself. And I'm so grateful that we had that moment in time and that we didn't just have an idea and go raise a bunch of money and hire people to do it. You know, we were our chefs. We were the cooks. We were the delivery people. We were the accountants. We were the lawyers. Your finance background. Yeah. And your nutrition background and your mom's Yeah. And the best part was that we were young enough where we both, neither of us were experts in anything except healing ourselves. That was the only thing that we felt like we could say, like, I know how to do this. And so it really allowed us to both learn every aspect of the business. Um, and it was, it was really fun. And we, you know, we knew early on that we wanted to even help one person experience this transformation and once we did that, we were like, okay, what if we could help five people? And then we were like, okay, we need some money. We have no money. So we actually hosted a dinner for a group of friends and and strangers. I don't know. Like we put it out on Soho House or yeah. something um, and hosted a dinner and, you know, charged tickets. And that was how we got our first, like, thousand bucks. And that bought our... Not even a thousand bucks. It was like 700. I rounded up. Um <laughs> And it got our, we bought our domain name. That was how we printed our first marketing cards. Wow. 
got mm-hmm. our first ingredients and you know five clients turned into 10 and 10 into 15 mm-hmm. and and people we were like people want this yeah. and so we just kept chugging along until we got our first press hit which was daily candy and that happened because you know in the meantime Whitney and I had been networking like crazy we were young we were excited to be in the city it was like it was a waste of time to be at home. Yeah. <laughs> so we were just out and about meeting everyone I we say could. That all the time. Yeah, and that's why New Yorkers can have tiny apartments because you're never, never, home. never home. Yeah, and it forces you to never be in them mm-hmm. because they're so tiny. <laughs> but we had found this card um, of like an assistant editor at Daily Candy, and I had never met her. I think Whitney briefly had. We're like, we should just email her and tell her like what we're doing. So I emailed her and I was like, hey girl, <laughs> how you doing? Long time no see. We tried to make it really familiar and it turns out she'd become the head editor of like all of New York for Daily Candy. Oh and she was like, oh, I love this idea. Like I'd love to try it. So we meet with her. We bring her samples that like we had cooked ourselves, which I don't think she knew at the time. Um... And she loved it, and we were like, oh, great, great, great. And we didn't know how press worked at the time. We were like, okay, an editor liked it. Like, we have no idea what that's going to mean in the end. And a couple weeks later, I wake up, and I open my computer, and it's just thousands of emails. Because at the time, we'd built our own website, and it was just like a brochure website. Like, you could just find out about us. You couldn't order online. You had to email us. And we counted. You had we had to do seven exchanges before we got money into our PayPal account. <laughs> and so it, nothing was perfect when we started. We just and you had no one helping you with the emails. Oh no, 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 no. It was just us. Yeah. Wow. And they, you know, Daily Candy called us the anti-crazy cleanse, and that was at the time when juice, juice cleanses, cleanses were really, really yeah. popular. Yeah. And I was like, people want to chew again, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't live on juice. You really can't. We know. We tried. Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah. It makes you very hangry. Very hangry. Very nice. And cold. Yes. Oh, yes. Especially here. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, how did the name come to be? What does it mean? So, Sakara is a Sanskrit word. And it means having form or giving form to that that doesn't have form. So your hopes and dreams and goals and everything that you that's just kind of floating out there in the ether and giving them a tangible form, something on this plane that you can touch and feel and share with others. And, you know, the, the name really found us. And, you know, a lot of our company feels like it, it created itself. It wanted to be, um, and it, that was including the name. And but you know, it, it just it meant so much to us. We wanted a name with meaning, and it meant so much to us because we had such a big vision for what Sakara could be, and this was it turning into a physical form. And for our clients, we hope that Sakara is the tool to be able to turn their dreams into a reality. Mm-hmm. So it became Sakara, and it's a, it's the Sakara life, which is your dream life created into reality. I love that. When you guys first, when now where you are now, and where Sakara is now, shipping all over, mm-hmm. having so many products that aren't just you 
cooking in your own kitchen Mm -hmm. and on the go things that I love and a magazine and so much press more than daily candy. (laughs) What do you think, you know, those girls from five years ago would have thought and what do you guys think that like, how do you guys, when you're together now, how do you reminisce on those early days? I, I think I'd love to hear your advice for, for young entrepreneurs or people with an idea like this, but I think sometimes I'd be interested to know what you mm-hmm. guys think where you are now to how you felt you know, during that exciting time to what it's like now. I think sometimes people feel like they need to know the answers or how to do something before they do it, and they can even feel like a fraud trying to do something that they don't know how to do. But really that ignorance can be bliss Um, a lot of times we even say you know looking back if we knew how hard it was going to be we probably wouldn't have done it yeah Um, but because we didn't know any better we did it and we kept doing it every day and we're so happy that we have done it Um, and so you know advice to entrepreneurs new entrepreneurs or people wanting to become an entrepreneur would be to just give it a shot, you know, that you don't have to have all of the answers figured out, that you just take it step by step and put one foot in front of the other and take it day by day and get through it, and you'll learn everything you need to know along the way, as long as you try. Mm, Well said. Mm -hmm. I always talk about... I get this question a lot of like, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. I don't know necessarily what I want to do or like I haven't found my passion. And I always, I always think like I never was seeking my passion. Mm. You know, I was never thinking to myself, what is my passion? And the difference was that my, I ended up finding my mission. And I think that difference is really important because You know, when you go after something as big as starting your own business, it can't just be about you and what you like to do. It has to be about this bigger mission because that's what keeps you going. You know, at the end of the day, Sakara is not about my success or Whitney's success. It's about really, truly impacting lives. And when you get to experience that, like the feeling of impacting a life, that's what keeps you going in the moments where you re- literally feel like you just can't go on yeah. and it's too hard and it's too complex or um, you don't know what you're doing or, you know, it's like you're full of doubt because those days happen. Yeah. And so I always tell people, like, don't find your passion, find your mission. Like, how are you going to help? What is your service? And I think that usually helps people because it certainly does not mean starting a business only. You know, you can be of service in so many ways by working for a company you love. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't be here if it weren't for the people that decided not to be entrepreneurs, but yeah. decided to be what we call entrepreneurs. Um, so really having that entrepreneurial spirit, but within and under Sakara. Yeah. Wow, that that was like an aha moment for me. The Your passion is about you, and mm-hmm. that's why it doesn't work. The mission is when it's not about you. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, wow, You can fail thing. yourself, but... If you're in service to other people, it's more difficult to give up yeah. and to fail. Yeah. Okay, I have to ask this before I get to the questions I ask everyone. 
which I'm sure you guys have to talk about all the time, but it's so nice to, one of the big draws for the company is you two, and you two being the face of the brand and your story, and you being best friends is, is so uh-huh. alluring. So how do you guys manage that and... I was so happy to come here and you don't like actually secretly hate each other and you genuinely <laughs> like at, for people listening they really do like each other uh-huh. and are sitting next to each other in person right now. <laughs> so how do you balance that and how has your relationship as friends grown and now as business partners how do you navigate that? Well now it's like it went from best friends to I think really being like soul sisters and intertwined in a way that you know, we're, we're married in so many ways, financially, like career-wise. We, we have a whole lot of children together. Yeah. <laughs> 85 employees we have to take care of. Wow. Um, so it's really like maintaining a home together in a lot of ways. Um, and I can't imagine doing it any other way. Like, I think you always need a thought partner. You always need somebody to be there when you're so full of doubt because there were moments where I'd be like, Whitney, what are we doing? Like, this is never going to work. We're still cooking ourselves. And she wouldn't be in that place. And she'd say, we have to keep going. Like, remember, and then vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I think being best friends, you know, we do get this question a lot. And I, I think maybe it's not that we're best friends. It's that, um, we have this deep love and respect for each other that, Like, I just want her to be happy and to succeed. And so that means that sometimes I choose her happiness over, you know, what might be best for the business or, you know, she does the same for me. And I think that kind of love and respect for each other keeps the friendship stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, this is Sakara. We call her our baby. She's Mm -hmm. kind of like a teenager now. She's learning how to drive on her own. Um, But... um, as long as we're happy, she's happy. Kind yeah. of thing. Cool. Yeah. She said it all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we want to ask you the questions I ask everyone, so we'll do these somewhat quick fire esque. But okay. one thing that we talk about a lot on this podcast and we've been addressing a little bit is body image. Mm-hmm. And from my story and the people who, who listen, everyone in the world actually can can relate to this. So I usually frame the question this way. When you're having a bad body image moment, how do you, you know, you're not feeling yourself, you felt fine in the morning, but a weird look at lunch or something. How do you shift out of that quickly so it doesn't become a bad body image week or day? You know, I'm really grateful that Sakara has taught me how to create my best body. I think that's a tool in your t- in mo- that is not in most people's toolkit. Yeah, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so what I mean is that like I thought I was eating so healthfully for so long and I was doing the juice cleanses or I was eating the Ezekiel toast and coconut oil or you know the organic granola bar or you know I was I thought I was doing really well but I wasn't getting enough fresh, organic plants into my diet every single day. And by that, I mean a lot more than you're used to. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever tried Saqqara and you played it, it's a lot of food. It's a lot of vegetables. Um, and by doing that more often than not, that's what helped me realize that my entire life, 
I was walking around being okay with just feeling okay. That I didn't even know that I could feel better. That you start to get used to the bloat or you start to get used to the fatigue or the uncomfortability. Um, And it was, the shift for me was like, oh wow, I can feel a lot better. Um, And I totally just lost my train of thought. (laughs) Creating your best body. Body image. Oh, Oh, yeah, the tool. The tool and the toolkit. Um, And so that now, when I have bad days, which are, they have them all the time, you know, it's high stress and I don't always get to, I eat Sakara most days, but some days I can or I'm traveling. I'm like, wait, I know how to get back to my best body. Let me just get back to that. It's no longer this like mysterious thing that it mm. used to be where like when I had a bad day, it was like, oh, I don't know how to get out of this. Yeah. I don't how know what the answer last? is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it used to be like, oh, I just won't like, I'll skip breakfast. And those used to be my tools and those tools work in the moment. They don't work for the long term. And so now I've really found a tool that not only works, but truly helps me feel good too. So when I have bad days, I just say, okay, I know what the things, like the things I have to change to get back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After my wedding in June. Congrats. Thank you. We went on. Is it the person you met in Spain? No. Okay. (laughs) But we've been together for how many years now? Yeah. Over eight years. Um, and after our wedding, we went on a little mini moon to Paris and we were eating cheese and baguettes and wine and dessert and all of these, you know, delicious foods. And I started to feel not my best again. And I started to have a little breakout again and, um, you know, put on some weight and whatever else. But instead of stressing out, I knew as soon as I go home, I'll get back to eating my Saqqara foods and I'll get back to feeling like myself again and it'll all go away. And it's nothing I need to stress out over. So enjoy enjoy it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it. Don't feel bad about it. You know, love Mm -hmm. every bite and know how to get back to feeling like me when I get home. Yeah. It helps a lot. I think that's why I love Saqqara and I haven't even really tried your food but I love the essence of it and it's because of that exact piece that you know like what the Daily Candy editor said you're the anti-cleanse and that's Mm -hmm. you know especially the population listening to this and myself really need and can relate to Mm -hmm. is and I've read this in other interviews that you've done of like not depriving yourself and not, you know, enjoying Paris with your Mm -hmm. husband or, Mm -hmm. you know, eating french fries with your friend because you're sitting on your hand because it's not in this, like, perfectly planned, controlled way of eating or being. It's just knowing yourself and enjoying life and not depriving yourself of the few sensory Mm -hmm. pleasures we have as human beings, but enjoying them and then also knowing yourself and having that Mm self-awareness. Is that something you've really focused on baking into Sakara's essence. Can you talk about that a little more? Yeah, we call it the joy factor. It's like there's a part of your life that, like you might have this ideal of yourself, of like this is what I want to get to, this is what I want to look like, but it comes at a cost. And mm-hmm. like are you sure you don't want to have french fries and wine with your best friend on a Saturday night? Yeah. 
Like, are you sure that, you know, you don't want to try that spaghetti on your date? Like, are you sure that you don't want to do what we call, like, these joy factor moments? And those play a huge part into overall wellness. Like, joy plays a huge part. And that, you know, keeping yourself from eating the thing that you really wanted actually causes a lot of stress to the body. And... You know, it's it's a mental game as much as it is what's on your plate. And so we tell people, if you know how to get back to feeling like your best self, that's when you get to stress less. That's when you get to say, yeah, sure, let's get, like, the, the french fries and the martini. Um, and, you know, that's back to that toolkit idea. It's like once I understood that, I felt so much better just saying, I felt like I had found my balance point and I didn't have to be scared of food like I was mm. for so long. Yeah, I love that so much. I remember years ago a while ago reading something on your website about you know those those last five pounds Mm -hmm. and is it really worth you know not having your wedding cake or not having these beautiful experiences to look you know 10 percent different and yeah also like can you even control that like our body diversity and do you want to do that forever right exactly and yeah and so we do also try to make it fun as much fun as possible, like why we have our probiotic chocolates, you know, and instead of just doing probiotic in a pill form, you can eat it in a delicious chocolate, because you should be having chocolate too, and, you know, we do our beauty chocolates, which is our edible skincare product, I don't know if you've tried that one yet, but you should try it, Um, but, you know, just finding the tools that are out there and accessible to us and then making them fun so that you'll actually do them you know we should be everybody should be taking a probiotic every day but if it's not something fun and something that you enjoy then maybe you're not going to do it but if I put give it to you in the form of a chocolate then you're more likely to remember it at the end of the night yeah, and I think the mind-body connection of actually enjoying something and making it an experience rather than just popping a pill and mm-hmm. moving on with it is actually more beneficial. Yeah. So we've mentioned stress a couple of times, and that's something that we talk about. I wrote this book about journaling. That's something that helps me process. Are either of you writers? Do you meditate? Are you in therapy? You're both really busy people in relationships with, you know, a business to run, a dog, you're living your lives in New York City. How do you guys handle stress? What tips do you have? I mean, I think I'm still figuring it out. It's, it's, uh, I mean, it's one thing to, like, be blessed to love what you do, so the stress feels like blessed stress, if that makes sense. Um, I find, like, it's not necessarily the stress I have to cope with. It's making sure I take the time to tune in. And I was just talking to a friend about going upstate with her, and she's like, yeah, we can take walks and talk and think and read. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's like what people do. That sounds so amazing. And so just making sure I change my pace every once in a while, that it's easy to get wrapped up in the fast pace, and I think we idolize being busy. And, you know, if we could stop doing that, and, like, if somebody says they're too busy, like not shame them but it's like that's not cool like you know that balance should be part of the conversation um and so I try not to idolize being busy I try to idolize being efficient and getting the important things done and I try to make time to just change my pace and by that I mean 
you know, reading or going for a run with my husband and my dog or taking time to do breath work or just sitting and journaling and, and thinking. It's like, it's hard to, you don't put that time in your calendar. Yeah. And so... But that's a great idea. Yeah. To but do that. To like really prioritize it um, and make it important. Yeah. I try to think about what is necessary stress and what is stress that I'm putting on myself and making sure that I'm looking at things in an optimistic way Um, because sometimes a situation can happen and we can be reactive to it and get angry and upset when we don't need to be and so that to me is unnecessary stress and if we can think in a way of being proactive and a problem solver and know that there is always a solution to everything and that everything is figure outable, then that reduces stress levels instantly. Yeah. And so, you know, we we also try to do that for each other and remind each other and talk about things that are on our minds, um, things that we're stressed out about, and just even that letting it out, like you say, is helpful. Uh-huh. Yeah. And having somebody to talk about that with and yeah. think through because sometimes you just need to say it, yeah, yeah. someone yeah. to listen to you, and then you you understand what the answer is, what the solution is through yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it's funny that you, you said that, because that's what I talk about in my book, is like, it's so scary, we have 60,000 thoughts a day, and in our mind it can be so scary, but as soon as you admit it to yourself, mm-hmm. or to a friend, or someone safe, it seems less scary, and mm-hmm. yeah. shame can't exist when it's shared, it just dissipates, mm-hmm. so. Interesting. Anyway, thank you guys so much for doing thank this. Thank you. The last question, the name of this podcast, like you said, is Let It Out, so mm-hmm. when I offer that to you, do you feel like I rang you dry? I know we don't have much time, but is there anything that you never get to talk about that you wish that you would be asked, or something that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know about you? Should be you guys? Um, one thing that is on my mind to share about Sakara that we don't get that much opportunity to talk about is how the food is just one piece of our overall mission. And why we offer the food is because it is the tool, it's the foundation for living your best life. That if you're not healthy in your body, if your bodily functions aren't functioning to their best and properly, then you can't be your best. You can't show up to work being your best. If you have brain fog or you don't have energy, you can't show up your best in your love relationship. If your hormones aren't balanced or your mood's not balanced, you can't be the best mother or lover or friend. And so that's why we start with the food. But ultimately, it's just so that you can be the best version of yourself to lead to that what we call take flight so that you can take flight in your life I love it and I will say you're talking about stress but being around you two don't you think like you're the two most grounded people and I know you have to go and you're in a rush but I feel like I like went on a mini trip to Sedona that's so sweet also it's also that that cactus next to you Okay, that was my conversation with Whitney and Danielle, founders of Sakara Life. 
Check out Sakara Life if you haven't. Their food is amazing. If you like them as people, you'll probably like their food. I have to say the cardamom cookies that were mentioned that were sitting on the table, I'm still thinking about. Highly recommend. Okay, again, don't forget to come to Cat Beauty tonight if you're listening to this the day it comes out. Also, there's a really cool new way to support the podcast with my Patreon page. We built a Patreon page. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's this cool community. It's a platform that allows you to get some bonuses, some extra content. If you like the content of this podcast and if you like my work, you'll probably like the Patreon page. It's a way to support the podcast and me so I can keep doing it and making more episodes and creating more things. I want to do a second podcast and I would be so excited if you would check it out. The link is in the show notes. Also be sure to check out the two courses I mentioned at the beginning. There's Know Your Endo that is by my beautiful friend Jess Vernan and if you want to get the early bird pricing on that, sign up this week. Send it to anyone who you think might benefit from it. If you struggle with painful periods, if you know someone who does, if you have endometriosis, if you know a lady that does, send this to them. She's the best resource for this. She's done so much research more than anyone that I know on this topic and she has done my podcast so we'll link to that episode as well if you want to go back to listen to that and get to know more about her and her work first. Also Kemanami who has done the podcast as well is relaunching her vaginal kung fu course which I've done and my producer Amanda has done as well and she's done the podcast so we'll link to her episode as well if you want to check that out. Now, thank you so much to Juice Beauty. Juice Beauty is one of our sponsors this week, and I absolutely love their products. I've been using them for a while now, and I'm it's safe to say that I'm obsessed. I use their green apple cleanser every single night. That's how I cleanse my face. I love their makeup. I use their eyeliner. I use their powder. I use their mascara. I love it. It smells good. It's all organic and I had their founder, Karen, on the podcast, who I also really loved. We'll link to that episode. And you can get 15% off your order by going to juicebeauty.com slash let it out. No code needed. That's juicebeauty.com slash let it out for 15% off your order. They offer luxurious, high-performance skincare and vibrant plant pigmented makeup made with antioxidant-rich good for your skin, certified organic ingredients, sourced from farms. Doesn't get better than that. Gwyneth Paltrow is their creative director of their makeup, and they have some really good colors. She knows she knows how to pick a lipstick color. Uh, I'll tell you that much. So check them out, juicebeauty.com slash let it out for 15% off your order. And I have some especially good news about Juice Beauty. They are doing a giveaway just for you. So if you want to enter the giveaway, the info for that will be in the show notes, but this is what you're going to win. You are going to get the Green Apple Age Defy Solutions Kit. You are going to get the Illuminating Primer, which I forgot to mention, but I do use that every day, and it is actually my favorite product of theirs. Like if I could only pick one thing, I would pick the primer. I never even used primer before, but now I do. The Flawless Finishing Powder in in Translucent, it's a shade that works for all skin types, so that's why we picked that. And the liquid lip, which I use, and the shade Gwyneth. For obvious reasons, that's why it's called Gwyneth. So check that out. Link is in the show notes. You could win some Juice Beauty. 
Also, thank you so much to Care of Vitamins. Longtime sponsor Care of is a new kind of supplement company. They make healthy living easier by making these vitamin packs that are personalized and tailored for exactly what your body needs. Being healthier is at the top of everyone's New Year's resolution list, and Care of is there to help you feel your best. They have vitamins and supplements that help you feel energized and stay focused as you tackle all of your 2018 intentions. They make it easy for you to be healthier by taking the guesswork out of choosing the right vitamins. They make sure your body is getting all the nutrients you need to keep you doing the activities that you love. Vitamins can help fill the gaps that your body is maybe missing from your diet or where you just need an extra boost. I love care of you guys. All you have to do is you go to their website, you take the super fun, super short quiz. It asks you questions about your diet, your lifestyle, your sleep, how much you poop. And from there, it curates, it takes your answers, and it makes you a personalized vitamin pack in just minutes. And all the recommendations are based on clinical research and traditional medicine with input from doctors and nutritionists. I love them. They send you a subscription box that has your name on them. The packaging is beautiful. They offer vegan and vegetarian supplements. There's prenatal and postnatal and anytime during pregnancy. They are great. They are your one-on-one nutritionist without ever having to leave the house. I love them so much. Thank you, Kara. Thank you so much for supporting the sponsors. If you want to check them out, you can get 50% off your order. That's 50% off your order when you go to takecareof.com and enter the code Katie at checkout. That's takecareof.com for 50% off and make sure you enter the code Katie, K-A-T-I-E at checkout. Thank you, Care of. Thank you so much, Juice Beauty. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. Lots of announcements today. I hope to see you tonight at Cat Beauty. And the emoji for this episode is the cookie, the chocolate chip cookie. Send it to me. Send it to Sakara. Let me know that you're still listening to me rambling right now. I love you and I'll see you guys next week with a brand new, really long wonderful episode. Bye.